Hey everybody, it's Craig Weiss from the Amazing E-Learning Roadshow. This kicks off Season 3. Season 3, wow, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, this is going to be a long, long podcast. And uh, what are we talking about today? The Top 10 Learning Systems for 2022. And what I do is, you know, I, I look over the systems over the past year. And really focus in November and December. My data pretty much goes actually through beginning of of December. And then come January, I kind of review that information. And I look at their roadmaps and look at the information they've provided me uh, going into 22. And then uh, identify those top 10 systems. So... Uh, by the way, a report is available, and, and this is a report that goes even deeper than uh, our conversation today. And, and the thing about it is, you know, uh, it's only $200, 200 U.S. dollars, and what makes it, I think, really beneficial is, first and foremost, it's going to give you a lot more detailed information than you can find uh, or listen to on the podcast or if you go and read the blog. That's number one. I, I really even, I have Craig's insight. goes even further. It's a lot different than you see on the post and blog. Number two, 100% of the proceeds go to three animal shelters that I support. I actually support 10 animal foundations uh, each month. But, you know, I, I selected these three, and, and and they are all really good causes. So, you know, you're really going to help dogs, senior dogs. You're going to help wildlife uh, that's been injured and going through. And you're going to help a shelter that, you know, needs funds uh, at the end of the day. So it's a great cause. It's extensive information, about four pages per vendor. And the fee is just $200. And so I hope that, uh, oh, I take it back. One of them is a pig sanctuary uh, card, Ironwood, which is fantastic. So that's what I want to let you know about. Now, getting back to the top 20 learning systems. You know, functionality, skill, capabilities make up the big part of systems that come directly from my learning systems template, which is 100% free. You can go and download it, find the information, go on the blog until you have, you know, links to it going through. And some of the questions regarding privacy and security customer support were included as part of the analysis. Uh, what I've done is I've gone through and vendors can apply to be certified for their customer support. Remember, Customer support service is the number one reason people leave a learning system. Number one reason. It's also the number one reason people hate their system. And yet they'll stay with the system because they don't want to go through the process, which really is nonsensical, right? You don't stay with a car that's a lemon because you don't want to go and buy another car when it comes time. But people do it for learning systems. Um, and there are vendors in the top 10 that decided they don't want to be certified. 
uh, that's their prerogative. Uh, so, a couple of key points to note. First and foremost, vendors do not have to be on the findnlms.com platform to be considered for any of my rankings or awards. While we want to have the best systems that are available on the site, which is 100% free, it's not a requirement or plays any role in the decision-making process. Number two, there's no pay-for-play here. No quid pro quo. There wasn't any fee for submission, nor fees for selection. Zip, nada, nothing. Zero. This is an independent analysis with weights assigned to different areas and categories, as has been done in the past. This analysis covers 1,000 learning systems around the world. It made no difference to me whether the vendor was an LXP or an LMS or a learning platform or a TXP or a skills platform or whatever I want to call or whatever they want to call themselves. Skills, capabilities, functionality as a whole is still in the, inf uh, still in the infant stage. So I want to let you know that. And if you're beings, I apologize. Um, when reviewing these rankings, please be aware that I'm looking at each of the systems in a different way of perspective than you might. Always do your due diligence. Always make sure the system you select truly aligns with what you need and wish to accomplish. Tap into findinglms.com for additional comparisons and details with the vendors who are in the rankings in the platform. And the most I mean, fantastic news is just last week, Pluralsight, Pluralsight, who's in the top 10, joined Finding LMS, um, was added to, uh, to it. So now we have all 10 of the learning systems for top 10 for 22 on finding elements never happened before never happened before i mean it's it's fantastic it's a benefit really for you uh look people always want to know what i'm looking at or considering when i conduct my analysis to me here here's what i don't find relevant and this is just for me other analysts and other places and whatever that they may for me I don't really care. It's not relevant to me. How many clients they have? Unless the numbers are going down, the total they have isn't a factor. There are vendors who are very picky on who they want as a client based on user size or industry. And then there are vendors that if you're breathing, they'll take you as a client. Sales numbers. The majority of the industry is private and extracting sales data is always tricky. Yes, there are vendors who will tell me their sales numbers for whatever their fiscal happens to be, but many more won't. Range of sales is a common one to provide, but again, it's hard to validate. What I always find interesting is that a vendor won't say their sales revenues for the year, but will espouse the percentages, an increase of 132%, to which I say, from what exact number? Funny thing is they never tell me. I mean, I mean, it's not a factor. I always find it interesting that they'll push these numbers out in press releases, you know, as a boom, boom, boom. And then when you're like, well, what's that number actually? Silence, crickets. Number of end users. It's not relevant to me. If my target are clients under 900 employees, how can I honestly be compared to someone whose targets over 25,000? 
Number of end users makes fine marketing copy for a vendor in a press release. To me, hey, I'm happy for you. Not relevant. White papers, case studies, any of that stuff, no relevance. They are all marketing materials. Nobody is publishing a case study on some client that hates them or has experienced ungodly misery. Now, I'm going to tell you something funny, uh, or maybe not funny. There was once, uh, a few years back, a vendor who provided me some references. And normally, I just, you know, I look at those, it's like, right, when you're going for a job and they ask you for your references, you're going to give them three or whatever number of people that like you, right? You're not going to give them somebody who totally dislikes you. But this vendor gave me these references. And I reached out to them because I was representing a, a client. And one of the, the, so one of the references no longer used the system and was actually quite irritated that they were listed as a reference. So that's number one. Number two, one of the references really did not like the system. Wait for it. They didn't like the support. They didn't like how they were treated. It was sort of, hey, I love you. Seven months later, who? So. I guess that tells you perhaps you should check them, but th that's a rarity. I mean, that's the only time I ever came back. I found it really funny. I wanted to tell the vendor, but um, now I decided not to. Okay, things that's not relevant to me. How much money the vendor raised. It's not relevant. Raising capital. You know, when you see people and they're like, hey, I, I just got an injection of $32 million or 25 million euros or whatever. The misperception is that this is based on their sales or their sales projections or their sales growth. The reality, raising capital has nothing to do with any of that. Zero has nothing to do with that. So, and it doesn't mean that the vendor has a better system than someone else who chooses not to raise funds. So that's just something to remember. What is relevant to me? UI, UX on the learner side. It plays a huge role. If you're going customer education slash learning, some people call it now customer learning, the last thing you want is a dated front end. This will land like a lead balloon. You have one chance to impress. Never forget that. I can tell you this from a personal experience because I did a lot of customer ed. Uh, this includes B2B, B2C. The old school legacy term is extended enterprise. On the employee side, how easy is it to use and navigate? Uh, does it have widgets and blocks of information that's essential, relevant to my job role or skills, if it's applicable? What is the layout? Is it fluid or congested? This is a big thing I look at. I want fluidity. No, I want it to be fluid. The same applies to that customer angle. I did split the learner side based on whether I'm an employee versus a customer and looked at it from those perspectives because they are different. And they should be. I mean, do I need an assigned playlist if I'm selling courses to customer clients? By the way, the answer should be no. UX, UI on that admin side. I'm going to tell you, this is really important. And yet, based on what I've seen, the majority of vendors, it's a nightmare. They'll update that learner side quick, 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 quick. The admin side is sort of left behind. I know one vendor I like. Their admin side is so outdated. 
I know another vendor, they still use Jasper reporting. You got to be kidding me. This is from like the early 2000s. Anyway, look, it's very important. I mean, how fluid is it? Can anyone figure out how to navigate to find and tap into the key capabilities to enter, edit, delete information? Can metrics and data be accessed quickly? And will it tell a story of learning or training? Is it relevant or is it just buzz? How do I add content and courses? Do you offer batch by the way you want that or not? Can someone with no background in L&D or training be able to use the system to identify key skill gaps or content that's relevant to whatever the target is? If your system is focused on customer learning and, and or education, Again, B2B, low legacy term, extended enterprise. Is the admin sign designed for it or not? Metrics and reporting. My God, this is so relevant. It's all about the data. You know, content is a commodity, course a commodity. What's going to drive your learning and training as it relates to e-learning or, you know, the term online learning? It's data. You got to know the data. Data drives that skills gap. Data drives whether or not the story is effective for your learning and training. You need to make an informed decision on that person's learning or training or whatever. Again, if it's customer learning, I, I, sales numbers to me are important to see. Trend lines around which content selling or isn't, or, you know, if you're using vendors, what's popular or not popular as it relates to employees, boy, that's relevant, especially if you're paying for it. Segmentation is important here as well. A single data point tells me what exactly. Slice and dice can provide further insight. Plus, never forget that some systems rely on the tap to complete as a key indicator for their AI to work, but showing only what's complete on your metric, which is skewing the data, right? If I click to complete and I looked at your course for nine seconds, never went back and your data is now telling me recommended and it's based on that data. Is it, is it actual data or is it being skewed? Uh, it's being skewed. You know, I look at skills data if it's tied to a job role or not. What is being presented? Okay, what else? Next gen, it's relevant. Any vendor tells you playlist or content curation isn't important is clearly using Netscape Navigator from 1994 or 96. I mean, it's another joke. Come on. Mobile, it's relevant. I want systems that offer on and off sync with a native mobile app, which basically means I'm accessing doing all these things when I'm connected to the internet. I lose my connection. I still can do everything. I connect back to the internet. Boom, it goes up. And, you know, vendors dealing with remote workers will say, well, everybody has Wi-Fi. This isn't an issue. Let me ask you a question. Are you using mesh adapters in your house, which is now sort of the standard? Do you have Wi-Fi drops in your house? If you're living out in rural areas, how easy is it for you to get Wi-Fi? If you're in urban areas, correct? Do you use your mobile devices at home? Uh, I do. 
And, you know, I'm using 5G where I find it or 4G. So the argument of that, well, everybody has it, it just doesn't work for me. The other thing I look at is the mobile app is white. Can you white label it for customer education? By the way, I know of a company, Nestle, who wanted their mobile app white labeled, which means branded under Nestle and not having the vendor's name. And and this was for employees. So I think it's a great idea. Uh, Vendors that can do it, they'll charge you. So it's not free. I I think it's great. Who really, who's going to, you know, know that uh, um, Cornerstone's uh, app uh, is for them. So, uh, you know, I really like it. It, The other thing I find amazing, which, you know, I I count as as a minus, (coughs) excuse me, are the number of vendors who do not have online, offline synchronization in 2022 it's mind-boggling it's absolutely mind-boggling that they don't have that it's the same thing as i know vendors who have ios they don't have android apps and yet android makes up over 75 percent of the market again in 2022 these people probably still use blackberry i mean it's, it's unbelievable the other thing uh, which I did count as a minus, are the number of vendors who do not have, here in the States, ADA 508 or similar. And in the UK, they follow a similar method. Uh, it's not called ADA 508, uh, and there's another name for it. Um, and throughout the world, they use it. And yet there are vendors today who still do not have it. Look, I like Skooks. And in 2022, they say they're going to implement uh, the standards of ADA 508 and that other one, I can't think of the name. But, you know, how can you not have, uh, you know, going into 2022? I, I just personally don't ask. Uh, and you know what's interesting is that I find a lot of companies, for their employees, never ask that question. Now, I don't know if they just make it an assumption. They never ask. Again, so if I don't ask, why does the vendor do it? Always remember that. Machine learning. Look, vendors, not just in our industry, but others push the system as using AI, artificial intelligence. Really, it's machine learning. It's based on an algorithm and sets of data and how they trained it. An update I won't get into you. So... It's only beneficial if the data is truly reflective of what it is outputting or focused on. Uh, And there's plenty of stories, you know, on the uh, business side of like Amazon and some of these other companies where the data was trained and it was erroneous and then they had to go back and fix it. And again, there are systems where you must complete any piece of content in order for that recommended playlist and recommended content, which is thus based on the machine learning and AI. Um, and look, one of my favorite systems does this completion aspect. I've actually, and this has been going on for years, so it's not something new. And I've told them that this is a bad idea and that should be corrected. And they listen and say, thank you. And they do it anyway. That's their prerogative, but it does skew the data, uh, for you. Again, support and service. It's very relevant. 
And any vendor, I mean, a vendor's never going to tell you their support is awful. But I do know of vendors whose support is awful. So yeah, it weighs there. No one's ever going to say to you, you know, five out of 10 of our customers really hate our support. No, they're never going to tell you that. Right? Their support is fantastic. Everybody's always over 93% or over 90% support. It's amazing. And one time I had a vendor say, um, our support, uh, this doubt also with retention, was 120%. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, how is that possible? Remote workforce. This is a new aspect to the rankings. Does the system truly align and offer the right capabilities for a remote workforce? And look, there's going to be hybrid. I get that. But you're still going to have that. A lot of people including a lot of executives today, it's remote work or nothing. For example, what impact does a VPN, which a lot of people are now using, have on accessing the content and the learning system? What is the minimum browser's version and which ones they will work with? Vendors love to tell you they're browser agnostic. I'm going to tell you, that's not true. They don't work in every single browser. They don't work with every single browser version that's out there. You have to ask them. Never make the assumption that it's going to work with so-and-so browser. Because what happens is you're going to have an end user, an employer, a customer. I guarantee that's going to use a browser. And the version's outdated. And it's not going to work. And then they're going to contact you and complain. Or they're not going to do anything. And then you never see them again, especially on the customer side or on an association side. You have to ask vendors this. Don't make that assumption. I, I see it all the time, browser agnostic. And I'm like, oh, you, you work with Brave? What's that? You work with Vivaldi? What's that? You work with Opera? What's that? Especially when you're dealing on a mobile side. And even on Chrome, some of them require like the last two versions of Chrome. If you're using Chrome and you haven't updated in two years, that's not going to work completely with your system. There are vendors that work with Edge, and then there's vendors that they have no idea if they work with Edge. Again, Firefox. I mean, you just can't make the assumption. Uh, there are people, there are companies, I remember, they're still on Internet Explorer version 7. They've never even moved. And, and there are a lot of vendors that won't support it. So always find out. Uh, just don't make the assumption. Connections and customization. How customized can the system go? I'm, I, this is interest to me. I have no interest with a turnkey which is what we call off the shelf. They'll skin it. They'll put your logo on it. Uh, they'll skin it to your colors. It, it may include their logo or not. I'm totally not a fan of that. That logo has to go. Who wants to see the vendor's name? It kind of reminds me of when you buy a car. Uh, at a dealership and they want they, they stick their name on your car. You're giving them free marketing and promotion. Why would you do that? By the way, you can tell them to remove it and they will. Um, so again, there are vendors when we deal with customization, they'll go full throttle. They'll tear that system down to the studs, the foundation, and build that up. It is very expensive. Um, and then there's vendors, the majority of vendors just don't, they don't want to do it. They'll do the basics, but th th that that's about it. Um, again, I know of a vendor I, I really like. Uh, I went to them one time. I said, hey, you know, my client is interested in adding e-commerce. You don't have it. They're willing to pay it for it. 
And the vendor said, nope, it's not going to happen. So, again, don't make the assumption. Uh, and, again, APIs should work without any problem. If a vendor offers open ID, I think it's a plus, and especially on the customer side. On the employee, I totally get it. On the customer ed side, these are, these are, could be you, could be me. Open ID, we use it all the time. Pricing. Yeah, this year I actually weighed into it. Vendors that had the all included scored a bit higher. That means you buy the system, you get everything else. You know, you get skills capability. You get a quote unquote LXP, or if it's an LXP, you get some LMS capability. You may or may not get free content. That's different. You get a content marketplace, which is where you got to buy the content. If you want to use and give it to your users, by the way, most vendors in that side go with an, uh, an all-you-can-eat model. But, you know, it includes that. It's, it includes a variety of these different capability. You may have an authoring tool and so forth. That's all included. I like that. Look, I like Docebo. You know, it's a, a wonderful system. But it's all add-ons. You, you get Docebo Learn. Oh, you want that uh, coaching and expert thing, which is very cool. It's called Discover, Coach, and Share. I think that's an additional cost. Oh, you want better analyst? That's an additional cost. Oh, you want to, okay, that's additional cost. Oh, you want this really kind of eh, authoring tool called Shape? That's an additional cost. They don't mention something called Connect, which is kind of interesting. Uh, that's an additional cost. Um, I'm not a fan of that. Take it all. If you don't want to use it, you don't have to. Nobody knew COVID was going to show up. And nobody knew some of these things they were going to need. And the people that had it, boom, they're ready to go. So, again, uh, you know, by the way, uh, vendors are charging, um, you know, I've talked a little bit, vendors that charge above what I think are an average price, what they should be charging, you know, there is a range. Um, that's a minus uh, you know, so I looked at that and, and I used it based on what I call 2,500 users. That's mid-market. Some vendors say enterprise. It's kind of a nice kind of tell. If a vendor did a smaller, like they do only less than 900 employees, obviously there was a, they, they're compared to others. So, all right. I'm going to take a brief break. Right, just uh, a minute or two, we're going to bounce in. Then we're going to jump into the top 10 learning systems. I'm going to talk about the pros. I'm going to talk about the cons. And I'm going to talk about maybe something that may or may not be of interest. Stay tuned. We'll be back to the amazing e-learning roadshow. I'm Craig Weiss. And uh, let's get ready to jump into the top 10 learning systems for 2022. Hey, everybody. Okay, it's Craig Weiss uh, back here at the eLearning Roadshow. I just took a brief break. Let's jump into the top 10. Top 10, number 10 is Access LMS. That's a double C E S S LMS. Focused on the financial services market. That's really its target. Um, they'll take some procurement, but it's really, uh, FS compliance capabilities play a crucial role. Matter of fact, it, 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 it plays the main role. Look, if you're wanting a system that's for next gen capabilities, 
AI, which is really more of machine learning, uh, curation. It's not the system for you. They, they, it doesn't have it. So comes with a mobile app. The app includes uh, continuing professional development. It includes some content that's free. Uh, if you download the app, that is, and use it, but it comes with it anyway. Uh, which, if you get the learning system, the content's free. Um, it includes probably the best quiz game I've ever seen on the market. It's, it's fantastic. Your learners will have fun with this. Um, you add your own content. It kind of it's kind of hard to describe, but I really like it. Uh, you know, the Access has uh, a renewed focus on improving the UI UX, but this system is heavily around compliance. This heavily around. It includes financial services content, which you know, niche specific content is is always a challenge to find industry specific content. It's not easy because uh, a lot of the third party publishers they kind of go across the board. But um, Access has it. So that's included with the system. Like I said, um, you know, it has workflow functionality. It's got a document management system. It's got all these things. The weakness, look, I think the metrics are sufficient for most people. But again, if you're wanting like advanced segmentation, it's currently not available in the system. So that's something they're going to be working on. This is an employee-focused system. And if you have any of the other access group features, uh, um, excuse me, modules, um, this appears on the access workspace. Competes well. <clears throat> Excuse me, frog in my throat. Competes well against success factors, sum total, and talent LMS. So that's a little bit about access LMS. Going to jump into number nine. Number nine, it's Docebo. Look, I like the system. I really do. What I don't like is the add-ons. I think a system should just include everything. If you want to use it, great. If you don't want to use it right now, great. You can use it at a later date. Um, I know a lot of people are like, hey, I'm not going to use it. Why should I, you know, why should I buy this? Well, I don't know. You know, nobody knew COVID was going to come, obviously. And then, okay, we got a remote workforce. Oh, uh, our system doesn't have a capability for whatever. Where'd you do? Where could you go? So, look, um, I'm going to tell you what I think are the really good add-ons. Now, if you go to Docebo and you go to their website, by the way, Docebo is spelled D. O-C-E-B-O. Um, a lot of people pronounce it as Docebo. Um, it's actually Docebo. It started out as an Italian company. They still have a big base there. Actually, you could argue that really is their corporate HQ. 
Um, nevertheless, <clears throat> on their site, you know, they talk about content curation and discovery of content and uh, asking experts and coaching, which is somewhat misleading, but nevertheless, it's there. That's an add-on. That, that doesn't come with the system. You got to pay for that. And so the way their quote-unquote learning suite works is it's a learning suite if you buy all the add-ons. But Discovery, Coach, and Share, you're not going to see on that. Uh, you're only going to learn about it when you're looking at the LMS, uh, which is Docebo Learn. That's the base. So Discovery, Coach, and Share is an add-on. It's their most popular add-on. No surprise there. Um, I think it's really good. Uh, I like to see it improved. I think the UI UX needs an update. That's my personal feeling. Um, but, you know, I, I will say this is their AI is not surfing the internet and pulling back content. Um, and uh, I won't go further than that. They're using a third party, which is fine. A lot of vendors use this vendor for deep integration, uh, which I really like. It's called Anders Pink. But sidestep on that. The other add-ons I like um, is I like the learning analytics. The learning impacts is um, a result of an acquisition they did called Formetrics. It's it is better than what comes with the system out of the box. This I think is a weakness with Docebo, is that the metrics need to be better. Better UI, better UX. So learning analytics, um, or I'm sorry, learning impacts does that. But if you want really much more robust, you're kind of thinking, hey, I, can, it, can it be like a BI capability? Can I do advanced segmentation? You want learning analytics. I, I really like that. And what you can also do is you can stream all your other data coming from wherever into learning analytics and then tie it to the Docebo learning system. You may be using a different learning system. They don't mention this. This is not in their, their materials. A little bit of a secret here. But if you're using another learning system, you can actually purchase learning analytics. It is available as a standalone. And a standalone means you don't have to buy the Docebo Learn system. You don't have to stay within that family. Um, and so you, you can tie in and, and tie it into the metrics of your learning system. So that's a hint. It's, you can't find it anywhere on their site. Um, Docebo shape, ignore that thing. I, I don't know how somebody that runs instructional design or curriculum development, you know, thinking this thing's fantastic. I mean, even Docebo privately says, look, it's a light editing tool. I've seen it. <clears throat> Definitely underwhelmed. Even somebody who has no instructional design, e-learning development kind of skill sets. Um, look, there's better third party out there, even some very inexpensive ones. So uh, you're not going to benefit out of this. I don't know what they charge. Um, another thing they don't show is called Docebo Connect. Um, it appears within Learn. It's another add-on cost. It, it's very expensive. Uh, I mean, extremely expensive. It basically means you can sort of create your own data APIs and pop it in there. Um, it's, it's, the UI is, is actually relatively, um, I find easy to do, uh, but it has an extensive learning curve. 
So, you know, the kind of premise is that an administrator could do this. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, you don't need to have programming skills. That's its strength. Um, and uh, so definitely a strong learning curve. Definitely um, it, it takes you time. Look, when you purchase uh, Docebo Learns, another pro, when you purchase them, it comes with what they call uh, content. Now, content is Docebo's third party, which means it comes from somebody else, deep integration with Go One, um, which is one of the top two aggregators out there. So includes all these different publishers. Uh, it's included in the system, but with an asterisk. As in any marketplace, you still have to purchase the content, the courses, and then you provide it to your learners for free. You do not, if you have a third-party publisher using Open Sesame or using somebody else, um, and you don't see those publishers in there, you can use it. You don't have to use content. If you're selling your own content, you're selling your courses, if you're a training provider or a consultant or whatever, you don't have to use content. You can actually just tell them to turn it off, actually, and just not have it. Um, so it has that look. Um, they came out with something called Docebo Flow. Uh, not really hyping it. Uh, I don't know why they have it, to be honest, because Docebo Learn has, quote, unquote, this is the new term, of course, you know, built-in LXP. It has those capabilities. It's added on from them. So, you know, I don't know about Docebo Flow um, from a standpoint. I think, you know, their, their uh, weaknesses, while they have some skill capabilities, they're just like any other. Um, it's a work in progress, so skill ratings is there. Um, do I think they're going to come out with eventual additional modules? The answer is yes. I've got some idea what I think it's going to be, but I'm going to hold back. Okay. Couple of weaknesses. Here's what I don't like. <clears throat> Again, got that frog in my throat. Um, look, they outsource some of their implementation and configuration to partners. So if you buy the system in, in Europe, they're going to outsource the implementation configuration to one of their partners. If you're in the United States or, you know, elsewhere, um, they're going to outsource some of that implementation configuration. <clears throat> My understanding is, well, I never got a fully clear understanding about um, the level of, I mean, I understand the level of implementation configuration, but <clears throat> I never got a full sense. You know, if you're really huge, monster-sized company, you can tell them, look, I, I want you to do the implementation and configuration. I don't want you to outsource it, and, and they'll do it. Um, but their preference is to outsource implementation and configuration. I th there are other vendors of doing this. deals with a cost standpoint. If you're going to go, you know, my, my philosophy is always when it, you outsource is to find out who that partner is and, and do some due diligence before you go with that partner. Um, partners will handle support if you so choose it. It's an additional fee. And 
or you can go with Docebo support. If you're doing like an extensive configuration, and this has nothing to do with Docebo, it's any of these, you want the support from that vent, from that partner because they're going to know your system much more than Docebo. You know, if you're going to do what I call turnkey, is you're going to put your you know skin and logo into this thing, and, and um, <clears throat> your colors, then that's a quick. I mean, that takes Docebo just, you know, uh, it's super quick. This is where you're really doing massive configuration and implementation. The administration um, has been tweaked, but I would like it to be more updated. UI, UX, I, I think it could be more agile. It currently isn't. And when I got back to, let's touch briefly about Docebo skills. You know, based on my data sheet, skills scored 58%. That's higher than average, but somewhat low for a system that's strong, as strong as Docebo is. Because their functionality side, if you look at my data sheet, scored 98%, which is fantastic. So, you know, where's the kind of, the, I think that the mobile is so-so. Now, when I talk about the pricing scale, this is going to get... A little funky. Um, it's going to get confusing. And I recommend you read my blog uh, dealing with uh, how active users actually works. Um, I do have a post on there about pricing. So, and by the way, Docebo is not the only vendor that does this. Um, Skilljar uses something called uh, Buckets. Of I can't remember the thing. Uh, maybe it's skill jar buckets. I, I don't remember. They have some some term. It's the same premise, same premise. So up to active users. I always say, look at the final price of your proposal. Don't get confused into this because this is how it works. I say to you, you know, if you know, how many users, how many active users do you think you're going to have per month? And an active user is defined by Docebo. And again, vendors do this differently. An active user is someone that comes into the system, so they're registered, and they take a piece of content or watch a video or something. They don't have to complete it. And they can do it as much as they want, as often as they want. And they do that every month, right? So how many active users... Do you, do you think you're going to have? But Docebo and all these others that do an active user model, and by the way, this model has been around since 2000. It's just been uh, the semantics, the vernacular has changed. So um, they're going to say how many, you know, they're going to want to know total number of user base, which is the key piece. So let's play this game, and this game says I have, you know, I'm looking for the system. I have a, for a thousand and for a thousand learners, and they'll say, okay, well, how many do you think are doing it per month? You know, new active users going in or repetitive, and you say, oh, I don't know, two hundred. And then they'll say, okay, so we're going to take 200 times 12. So instead of paying for 2,400, you know, which you, you don't want to do, 
uh, knowing it's a thousand, uh, that's how we do this active user thing. So, you know, you're really saving money. Otherwise, it's going to be 2,400 users. And anybody would be like, yeah, that's whew, what a great deal. The proposal is based on the 1,000 user that you asked for. And it has a word in there, two words, up to, up to. So if your total time going through the entire system is, you know, reality 865 end users, learners over the course of 12 months, you still pay 1000 So the model is really a bundled price model because you're paying that total number at the end that you quoted. They're always going to want that number. And what I find always interesting for any vendor that does a, a bundle some uh, thing, and there's actually one vendor that's exception where they, they charge you per month. Uh, but you, and so you actually get an invoice per month is that in the most case, they're going to want you to pay upfront. Now think about that. You're paying upfront, but it's based on active users per month. Well, how do they know that? Right? Because you're paying upfront. And in this industry, there's no refunds. No one's giving you your money back. Ain't happening. It's not happening. Even if they say, and you can negotiate this, and you can say, look, I'm going to invoice, I'm going to give you some money up front. Here, um, you know, in three months, you get 25%. Another three months, you get 25% and the remainder. You can negotiate that. Some vendors will do it, some won't. But, you know, you can do that. Typically, it's up front unless you negotiate out. Um, and again, all vendors do this. Uh, the model and they may do range pricing, and, and it's, it gets a little confusing. But that's how the active price model works. So I want you to be clear with that. It's not pay per user. Because they're always going to want to know the total number. Because the proposal has to be based on the total number. And when you do add-ons... It's going to be tapped into the learners, right? It's not just a one fee. You, you have to know that. When you buy content, you have to know the number of users. Now, you can say, look, I have a 1,000 users, but I only want 500 to content, which can be done. But anyway, the numbers up to always look at that. Setup is in support. So that's one thing that's what Dead Chable does a little bit different than, say, somebody else. And, um, you know, that's it. Look, I think they compete well against, they're sort of like a little bucket with Doe Chable and these, these other vendors compete with them. SAP Litmos, LearnUpon, Talent LMS, Illumi, um, some total sometimes is in there, Absorb LMS. So I can take a little bracket and say, oh, I know who they're going to compete against, this kind of thing. They compete against LearnAmp. So, that's all about Dochebo. And again, I like this system. So don't be thinking, hey, he's knocking the system. I like the system. There's just certain things like anything else that I'm not a fan of. Just not a fan of. All right. Absorb LMS. You know, uh, for this analysis, I went with a few of their add-ons. Again, an additional cost. They're actually, quote-unquote, standalone modules. 
uh, which means you can just buy them, but you really need to have at least the Absorb LMS. Um, so what I did was I included Infuse, Engage, and Analyze. So I recommend the whole pack at that. Infuse, Engage, analysis, Analyze. If you want the authoring tool, it's called something like Create LI. It's pretty close to a commercial third party. Um, it will suffice with people that have no instructional design e-learning development experience um, whatsoever, whether you're L&D, training, HR, sales, marketing, whatever. Uh, for people who have instructional design e-learning development, any third-party authoring tool from a vendor, um, built-in or otherwise, is, is not going to make you happy. You're going to have to go to some uh, you know, more robust commercial. Um, the pros. Look, the UI and UX on the learner and admin side is very fluid. It's easy to use and robust. There's a lot of options on the administration side. The home dashboard is tight, and they're improving it. This year in 22, they're going to even do more than that, which I really love. I like that I have some options there, and I can do things. You know, they were the very first vendor to ever have a learner dashboard. On, you know, when you logged in, on very first vendor. I saw this system in 2009. They were the first vendor. Ever. I was impressed. I actually went with them in 2009. So that's how I, I know even everything about Absorb. The catalog for learners is visual and sharp. Eye attention is clear. Type of courses are too. I've seen the prototype or the beta for the new look of the catalog. Way better. It's much better. And so, it, you know, it's got a thing. As with uh, many systems, you can change the batter and header of the system, the banner. The analytics you want is with the system analyzed. Just like many systems, the analytics that comes with system out of the box, fair. I don't think it gives you the right information. I mean, it gives you information, but I think you can get stronger information. Analyze the way to go. I've seen the product. It's superior to what comes out of the box. I've told them, hey, get rid of these metrics. Just give analyze in there, but, you know, whatever. On my administrator and learning environment skills, they scored 100%. Here's another thing I love about Absorb. They are a certified customer support vendor. That is the toughest certification program in the industry. I designed it. Checks and balances. I look at the data twice a year. They have to follow all these different requirements. You can learn more about the customer support certification program it's on my blog you can see other vendors that are on there so they're willing to back their support to a certification program and if they fail any of these areas they go into a separate box if they continue any of these vendors they're out so they offer a third-party marketplace they have native apps for ios and google play for mobile with on off sync and the ability to check bandwidth speed and make modifications that is huge and i know people are like man what differences make a bandwidth speed i don't know you know you hear these uh, providers hey we got 5g and then you walk somewhere you know in your house or outside and you're ending up with like 3g real te and um you know some of the telecoms, right, they throttle the bandwidth um, if you're doing too much download. So I think on-off sync is definitely the way to go.
and they do that. I like that they have multiple certificates per course and content. This is not common in the industry, but it opens up a lot of options. Compliance and regulatory is quite good, including digital signature, which is in the system. I think that's fantastic. You can definitely, um, you know, if you have Docos, DocuSign and some of these others, you can API it. But I like the fact that it's built in. E-commerce and multi-tenant scores very high. The weaknesses, content curation, digital coaching are work in progress. They scored around 50% for machine learning functionality and playlist capabilities. Um, but they're coming out with uh, stronger in 22. Again, the system that requires add-ons. I wish, again, everything was included. There are many vendors that are doing these advanced analytics as an add-on. Um, so the front end is cumbersome with too much stuff. But again, you can move what you want as the admin. The skills, again, the industry as a whole is, is really at the infant stage. Um, absorb slides into that. It's poor. Um, they do have a skills validation capability. It scored 100%, including a future tech one. I, again, prefer validation to assessment. But if you go only with absorb learn, they're middle of the road, pricing-wise. If you go with what I analyzed, uh, it goes up to another tier. They are a combo, which means they go after the customers, customer education, as well as employees only. They compete well against Docebo, SAP, Litmos, Learnaparn, Meridian, KSI, and Exonify. Number seven, Pluralsight. Pluralsight. This is the first. 100% learning system all around technical skills. You're not going to buy plural site if you're not doing technical skills. Um, and, and first, and before I forget, plural site just recently is now on findanlms.com. That's the platform I create. It's all types of learning systems, all types. You can compare, you can find implementation time, you can see some of their materials and, and whatnot. Um, you can compare them. What I what's amazing here is that now all the top 10 learning systems that are in this list is on findanlms.com. So you can compare them. You can contact them. You can check them out in much more detail. Um, see their pricing range. I mean, what's great about findinglms.com is that whether it's an easy way to do due diligence. You don't have to go directly to these sites. You don't have to look at marketing hype. You'll see my ratings. My ratings are in every one of these. So you're getting independent analysis. This part is findinglms.com. Um, you know, you go to some of these other places, top 10 pest. These people aren't experts. So anyway, it's 100% free. Uh, let's back down then to plural site. You know, one of the things I find odd about is that it's really a platform that's got, you know, it's got the content. It's got, um, and this is not the odd part, uh, but you'll find it in other learning system marketplaces. And it's really a platform. 
that has all these amazing capabilities. The UI UX on the learner side is fantastic. It's easy to navigate. It's rich and luxurious. I mean, I look at this and I'm like, wow. Um, the admin side's the same way. The analytics, boy, they hit it right out of the park. I mean, skills inventory is one, I think, right off the bat. Comparing of the universe. Again, this is 100% technical skills. You can um, search for experts. You can do sims. You can do boot camps right within the product. You can get certification prep, which is awesome. So I love it. Love it. I love the Sim Sandboxes certification. It is by far the best learning system out there for technical skills. Hands down the best. Compliance and regulatory scored high. Eh, they lack a digital signature on the platform. I wish they had video skills validation, a video component like that. I think that's really just the one piece they're missing. Certification prep is awesome. Inventory activity. Um, I wish I could see this in every learning system. Native mobile app on and off sync. <laughs> it's, it's a terrific system. So why is it not higher? Um, you know, it, it's all around these technical skills, but it is definitely above average, but it, it scored at 69%. Um, so again, that's based on my data sheet, overall skills, all those 69%. There are vendors that are higher than that. Skill analytics, they scored 100%. So there's some hits and misses. Um, based on the roadmap, I expect them to probably get into the upper 70s to low 80s. Zero, there's nothing in there for Microsoft Teams. I think they could do more around the APIs. Next Gen was solid. I was expecting better around digital coaching, which has some power to it, just not all. Um, like see some content curation in there, being able to scan the net and bring stuff down, uh, when it's doing. So I would say on a pricing site, plural site is very expensive, very expensive. It's in the top five most expensive learning systems on the market. Um, it's really about heavily towards employees. I mean, could I provide this to my customers, customer education? Yeah, and the answer is yes. So, um, but I, I can't stress enough. The skill analytics, see, when I've been showing it to other vendors, other vendors, and I say to them, and I post this on LinkedIn, and I did a little post here on the blog, I say, look at these analytics. These analytics tell me a story about my learning and my training. And that's what it comes down to. You know, data should tell your story. It should tell you what the skill gaps is. It should tell you what's working and what's not working. And you should be able to look at that and say, okay, I can fix it. Is it something with this or is it something with that? And, you know. I, I'm always surprised when I see these learning systems and they, they have in their views. Who cares? Views tells me absolutely nothing. If I was a search engine, tell me a lot. But they didn't really tell me anything. I want those analytics. I want to know where people are going in these courses, how many times they're going back, how many, you know, how often, what are their skills they're picking up, what skills are they not picking up. This tells me a story. 
tells me a story. You know, what experts are they picking? What are these experts are they not picking? If I bought third-party content, what content are they taking? What content are they not taking? This is all relevant. And over and over again, I see so many systems that just miss it. Anyway, Pluralsight Analytics, fantastic. All right, Cornerstone LMS. Number six, Cornerstone LMS. This analysis is based solely on Cornerstone LMS and not on Explorer. I didn't look at Explorer. The Cornerstone LMS is a full-featured, very strong LMS that comes with what's called Content Anytime. That's their third-party content marketplace. The way it works, if you use it, is what I call the all-you-eat buffet. You pay a cost, and you get access to all the publishers. Um, the cost is going to base on your user base. And again, if you don't want all your end users getting all the content, you're like, look, I just want to roll this. You can do it. You can do it for any vendor. I think the misnomer is I, I have to give it to everybody. You don't have to. No one's forcing you here. So it has a lot of next-gen capabilities. It's always in my leader grid. And I'm always surprised on how many of their competitors love pulling this traditional which is a joke. Now the term is, it's a legacy system. Come on, give me a break. Give me a break. You know, top tier skill capabilities based on my data sheet. Number one, thousand vendors, they're the number one skills management learning system for 2021. They scored 87%. It's the highest in the industry. 87% highest in the industry. So again, anybody that's like, no, they're not strong. And they, they are, they are strong. So, you know, again, mobile app on off sync, native mobile apps, they have it. You know, they, they have a lot, they don't have video skills validation. I'll talk about that shortly. Um, not a lot of vendors have it, you know, the digital scenarios, but, have all those other things always in the top grid for next gen. Matter of fact, they were number three in next gen rankings for 2021. Learning environment administration scored 100%. 100% with VILT playlist curation, to just name a few. The system comes with some functionality of an LXP. The learner UI and UX has improved greatly. It's the best look to the system to date. Do they need to continue? Absolutely. It's not fully agile. It's not super slick and wowsy wowsy, but it's the best that they've done ever. You can go full customization with the system. The sky's the limit. You're going to pay for it, right? So if you want to do mass config, you can do that. The only thing you can't do is uh, they can't white label the mobile app. So it's going to say Cornerstone on it. Uh, so if you're going customer ad on this baby, um, it's going to say Cornerstone. You can't pay to, to white label that and, and have something different. Now, I don't like the messaging they're pushing out now about uh, employee workforce, you know, whatever it is, because you, you lose that customer ad segment. And this whole thing around enterprise, large enterprise, you lose small business, which they do go after. So I, the messaging, you know, on the marketing, I, I'm not a fan of, um, but I don't, you know, 
I'm not running the company. Look, weaknesses. Again, I'm not a fan of outsourcing to partners. That's it. They outsource the implementation and configuration of partners. And I wish they provided, just like Docebo and some of the others, a scorecard. So you could see, they know this data. All these vendors that outsource to their partners know this data. Or I should say they should know this data. If they don't have this data, this is not a good sign. But they'll know who's good and you know who isn't and whatever. And it's a mixed bag. You could get a partner that's fantastic. Or you could get a partner that's horrible. You don't know. And when I find people, anybody, when it deals with outsourcing, and they're like, ah, the system stinks or this and that. I hate my system. Oh, did they outsource to do your mass configuration to a partner? Yeah. That's who you should be looking at, the partner. And anytime you have a problem with a partner, you can always go directly to the vendor, the one you bought it from. Don't just say, well, the partner told me I can't do it. You contact the vendor, and then you find out what, you know, what can be done and what can't be done. So that's a story about kind of, uh, you know, the, the cornerstone. Look, the system needs a refresh on the admin side. Well, it's all in some areas, needs improvement in others. This always has been a knock about the Cornerstone LMS is the administration side can be overly cumbersome. There could be too much information. Uh, they've done some things to it. They, they need to do uh, a serious upgrade. While the system is strong with digital coaching and skill capabilities, it's befuddling that they're poor with video skill validation. I, I don't get it. Um, while it's true that the majority of vendors in this industry lack these features, it's surprising, nevertheless, that a vendor such as Cornerstone is part of that group. They push heavily towards L&D. Again, that's their prerogative. The majority of the market does that. I'm not a fan, right? Us training people. We exist out there, and yet I do find, and this is just a pet peeve of mine, not related to Cornerstone, but in the industry as a whole, is they think L&D and training are one and the same. I always have to explain, there's different modalities. No one would think training is the same of HR. L&D is the same of HR. No one would think that. If you're at a company and you're in L&D and you also have training, do you have regular sit-downs and talk about the how great each other's? No. No. You each have two different modalities. Two different modalities. And vendors just think, you know, it's all lump sum in there. Very few L&D people run customer education programs. That's a fact. Training can do internal and external. You see a lot doing external. You're at an association, whether your title is director of education or whatever, overwhelmingly, you're somebody who's got a training background or training knowledge, right? If you taught at a high school or at a college, are you an L&D? I don't think so. Anyway, it's a peeve of mine. I get on the sandbox of the times. Um, you know, when I looked at the LXP market, I knew right away that they were going to end up having formal learning, assigned learning. I knew right away. Why? And they all ended up doing it. Why? They focused only on L&D. All right. Let's, let's move away there. Um, look, it, it can be a, a, a pricey system. 
um, you know, sort of my third tier kind of pushes to employees. They compete well against success factors. I don't know why anybody's buying success factors. I have no clue. No clue. I guess if you have for your HRIS, HCM, you're going to do it. SAP, if you're going to go, go Litmos. I don't, and they make this story about, you know, enterprise or whatever, but I, I digress. Uh, some total they compete well against gloat edcast txp they compete well against they compete well against degree and i think they compete against ochebo um again that ui ux some people like flash now we're gonna get into dun, 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 top five learning systems for 2022 now i'm gonna spell this vendor's name because a lot of people can't pronounce it that's fine um a lot of people when they hear it they can't figure out how to spell it so and again i don't choose the names of these vendors number five is skooks s c h double o x i'm going to repeat that s c h double o x it's pronounced skooks they are true TXP. They're kind of now trying to change their moniker on this, which means they have talent development capabilities where for me is has to be strong learning. And if you want to learn more about what I see as a talent development, go to the blog. I've got a whole little thing about that. Um, Degreed is one. Ed Cass is TXP as well. And so it comes with talent development functionality, uh, some capabilities. We're not talking hard talent management here. Um, with an LXP. So they have the LXP capabilities. They have some e-commerce. Um, in 22, they plan to go stronger with e-commerce. So if they end up pulling that off, then they'll be the first TXP that also goes heavy in the customer ed side, um, which should be interesting. They have a multi-tenant. I mean, they have the capabilities to do that. But regardless, uh, so they have a multi-tenant. I've, uh, you know, recommended them for some customer ad for people that need just basic e-com. If you need much stronger, I never, you know, it's not something I do uh, for that. Feature-wise, this is a very solid system with a lot of functionality and capabilities. Number eight in the next-gen learning system for 21. They scored 97% on my functionality scale with perfect scores in the learning environment administration, manager, manager, and instructor, native mobile app with on-off sync. They are certified in the customer support certification program. They're certified. So you know their support's going to rock. Again, the toughest certification program in the industry. Nice analytics and metric capabilities. Skill-wise, the system landed with 64%, which is above average in the industry. They're targeting the upper 70s to low 80s in 22. The weakness. That's the biggest weakness of the system. The learner UI and UX and admin UI UX needs an overhaul. Now, they just hired or they hired someone that came from, I think, electric or electronic arts and Apple to redo the UI UX. So it is going to get there. But, whoa, boy. They, uh, so they have recognized it and they brought in some people to update System 22. That's the really one of the biggest knocks for me is that learner UI UX and admin. You know, why 64% is nice regarding the skills, they are a system that prides themselves as a skills-heavy focused system. 
the biggest downer, lack of, they don't have skill playlist and the lack of digital coaching on the skill side. Here's another thing I don't like, and they're not the only vendor does this. And yet, and I'm going to tell you in a second, I see these RFPs all the time. No one ever asks this question. ADA 508, which American Disabilities Act 508, um, and there's another one that's very similar. The UK, by the way, follows similar to the ADA 508. There is a much more stringent one. This is for people who have disabilities. They, they're probably actually, you know, they may be in your workplace. And yet I rarely see people asking about it. It's nuts. So they lack it today. Now, the good news is, is that in 2022, by mid-year, they're going to be compliant with this and actually the more stringent. But why the wait? I don't get it. I really do not get why the, there's been a wait that they're coming out with this in 2022. I, I don't get it. Look. They compete heavily with Degreed. Again, it's a TXP. Degreed spills themselves someone else. Edcast, TXP, and Dochebo. So they compete heavy against it. I'll tell you a plus about Skooks. Everything is included. Everything. You get it all. It's all included. If they do some type of, uh, you know, another thing, it's all included. I like that. Um, again, I don't like it where you got separate add-ons, you know, I like it where it's all kind of one price, you do what you want with it. That's what I always did when I bought a learning system. I bought things that were, you know, I didn't use them right away. It's called turn them off. You can do that. It's already in the system. They just turn it off. All right. I'm going to jump next here into thought industries. Number four. Thought Industries. It's a learning system that focuses heavily on the customer learning education segment. There's only like a handful of vendors that actually focus solely on that market. Over 90% of their clients are focused on customer learning and education. If I'm an association, I slide you under customer learning education. As such, these systems tend to lack certain functionality you'll see in a system that plays heavy on the employee side. For example, workforce development, which is in my data sheet, and compliance and regulatory. So, you know, if you're sitting there comparing a system that plays heavy on the employee side with a system that plays heavy on the customer ad learning side, customer learning side, yeah, there's going to be big differences. But what's ending up happening is they're competing also now heavy with combo systems that goes after both segments. Typically, though, they'll skew slightly in employees. Um, you can find um, some things in a CLCL, uh, customer ed, customer learning. You're not going to find a combo system. Here's the pros. They are the number one customer education learning system for 2021. They were number one in 2020. They were number one in 2019. This is a system that rocks. Rocks. The panoramas, which is kind of their multi-tenant thing, is fantastic. There's a lot you can do with each tenant that goes beyond what the majority of systems can do. So it comes with some of these, and then you pay extra. I wish they came with more, but I'm not going to get there. Learner UI UX is very good. Admin side is solid. They've improved it. I would love to see it go an extra level. 
They scored in the high bracket for next-gen learning systems for 2021. I like that they're adding. It's not out yet. It's going to come in 22. Um, AI in the system that can scan documents, courses, content, audio, and video files and produce text results in a transcript. By the way, the majority of systems actually still lack this feature. You know, when I was talking about that video skills validation capability with digital uh, scenarios, coaching, it's all one component, shows some metrics, identifies how people can improve uh, like a speech indice. They have it. Thought Industries has it. If you're doing sales training, you want this. If you're doing customer education and learning, uh, you want a mentor. You want a mentor capability. I'm telling you, that is value add. You want this. If you're wanting to do scenario-based learning, which is how people learn in the real world, right? Because it is the real world. You want this. If you've got people doing customer service and you're trying to find out if they do ums, uh, you know, or they're using vernacular that goes, uh, people don't understand, you want this. It shows you metrics. It's amazing. It's absolutely an amazing capability. And you want it. You want it. So they have it. Um, you know, it is an add-on, but you want it. You can record via your mobile device, even record scenarios with your mobile too. Think about that. So it's great. It's great. Uh, you know, what I like about this system is if you're not experienced in training, you don't have that background in L&D, don't fret. The system will be very effective for you. So marketing and sales folks, this is a winner. You can figure this out. I mean, uh, if you have no training in L&D experience and you're being assigned this system, don't fret it. The metrics include a few, few tailored specifically for the customer learning side of the house. Customization is doable with this learning system. That's always an additional cost. E-commerce is elite. Here's the biggest weakness for the system. It lacks a native mobile app. No mobile app for this system. And that's no on-off sync and then no white labeling. Um, plenty of their competitors have it. They lack it. It's on their map for 22. Again, I don't know why it's not in the system going into 22. That's it. The admin metrics dashboard is a nice touch, but it has limitations of what could be slid there and selection options. Again, while the majority of systems lack even these features, it was a surprise that there were not more options and it lacked a drag and drop mechanism. It also kind of lacked this uh, filter thing. They have filters on there, but sort of a click, 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 and you can go through. Um, if you want skill capabilities, it's at an infant stage. Again, we've talked about that. And when you think about a customer learning education, they're having to do it, those vendors, because they're going up on, on combo systems. Who do they compete well against? Docebo, Skilljar, which, by the way, is 50-50 pretty much between customers and, and employees. I don't know why they heavily push customer education, as that's their focus when they're taking that. Intellum. Customer-focused system, Valamis, customer-focused system, Meridian, KSI, customer-focused system, which means they heavily focus on that segment. We're going to take a brief break. Then we're going to jump into 
Dun, da, da. The top three learning systems for 2022. And we're back now to the top three learning systems for 2022. LearnAMP. That's L-E-A-R-N space A-M-P. It's a complete learning system. There's no other way to say this. It's a robust learning system. Um, LMS... LXP, learning, you know, I, I call it a learning suite. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about it has one miss. But overall, it's it's quite a bit. Has skill capabilities that are above average in the industry. Learner UI UX is very good. It scored 100% on my learning environment app inside. It's easy to use, navigate, and tap in for all learners. The admin side, UI, UX is quite good. It's easy to figure out and choose. Number one learning system for mid-market. That's 2,500 end users to 5,000. It's referred to as mid-market enterprise. Other vendors just actually call it enterprise. I use the term mid-market. Number four, next-gen learning system for 2021. Ready? Certified customer support by the Craig Weiss Group. That's me as, as the head guy. So they're in the toughest certification program in the industry. There are vendors in this top 10 that are not. Uh, so personalized recommendations based on an algorithm that does not require you to complete the content. I love this. I absolutely. There were so many of these systems that use these per, um, algorithms. Machine learning is really what it is. And they require you to complete the content, which completely defeats the purpose of web-based training. Right? This is like they're sticking instructor-led training in this. We have to complete it. Why? You know, if I'm trying to learn Microsoft Excel, for example, and all I'm interested in labels, why do I have to start on how to open a file? I couldn't care less. Retention synthesis, that's the big one. You know, people focus on comprehension retention. The big one is synthesis. Can I learn and apply and build skills from that? That's the gold, right? That's synthesis. And, uh, you know, when you complete, you're forced, you're forced to complete content and click that little button. You think your data that you're getting for these recommended playlists is, is accurate 100%? If you're forcing now, again, if you're doing assigned learning, your playlist data is already not going to be accurate as recommended because it's going to be heavy around assigned learning, but I'm not going to go there. If you complete the content uh, and you don't, if you don't complete the content, some vendors, you get penalized, you know, or your weight gets down with how they weigh it. Others, you don't get penalized, but it isn't a factor in the other. So... You know, when you're developing skills, you're only going to be interested in the skills that, you know, you, you want to learn, right? That's it. So anyway, I like the fact that you don't have to complete the content. Analytics and metrics are solid with key data that's going to help you make appropriate decisions around your learning. It includes a multi-tenant you know, multi capabilities, doesn't have e-com. Uh, the system is heavily towards employees. I know some people use it for customer education learning. Look, the metrics need to have an advanced option with stronger segmentation. Uh, I believe that's on their map. That is on their map for 22. 
the, the, you know, the big thing here is a lack of a mobile app. They don't have a mobile app. You know, it's on their map for 22. But again, to me, that's the biggest knock on the system. They don't have a mobile app. I think vendors, every vendor should have a mobile app. And with on-off sync capabilities, every vendor. There's plenty of vendors that say, well, you know, uh, they can go through my web browser. Great. Try using that when the net's down in your, if your house has a mesh adapter, which majority, the majority houses do today, there's a reason for that. The internet, the Wi-Fi isn't that strong. And I'm sure there's rooms in your house, you're like, my God, this is like modem speed. So anyway. Skill capabilities are average. It's a work in progress um, based on the roadmap. Again, lacks e-com uh, to me, which is kind of why I can't say it's customer ed. It's a combo system, so they focus on employees and customers. Look, they compete well against SAP Litmos, Illumi, 360 Learning, um, Cornerstone, Docebo. Thrive, which is in LXP. Um, they compete well against them. So I think, you know, people always say to me uh, when it comes to Learn Amp, you know, I'm looking at Docebo, I'm looking at, uh, you know, uh, Skooks, I'm looking at so-and-so, Illumi or whatever. Um, but they mainly say, look, I'm looking at Docebo and I'm looking at Skooks. Um, these are the two that they often compare and they go, who do you recommend? So I'm looking at Learnam, Docebo, Skooks of the three, who do you recommend? And I always say, you know, if you're looking for customer education, then, you know, look at Docebo, uh, of the three that exist. If you want, you know, the the higher e-com, if you're not fine with that, then you can look at Skooks. If you're fine with a combo with, you know, heavy around talent development. If you're looking for a system for employees, enterprise, whether it's mid-market or otherwise, I'd go LearnAmp. Another factor, everything's included. And I love that certified customer support. Because that's saying to me, this vendor is committed to providing superior support based on checks and balances in the industry. Why wouldn't a vendor want that? When the number one reason people leave a learning system or hate it is support. That's the number one reason. And yet so many vendors don't want to do it. Uh, befuddling. All right. We're near the end here, people. Number two. This year it's a tie. So the total point calculations came out. EdCast, TXP, and Degreed. And uh, I've written very extensively on these systems and fuse matter of fact you can go to the blog i have what i call battle 2.0 which is compares edcast txp to degreed to fuse all the little secrets is in there and all they're also on fun and lms but there's all kind of things i'm going to present edcast txp first Number one next-gen learning system for 2021. They're number two in skill capabilities with 77%. Very nice UI UX on the learner side and on the admin side. 
includes quite a bit of LMS capabilities, including classroom management. It's an add-on known, I think they call it LMS Lite. Go ahead and put it in the system. You want it in the system. Skill Studio is a plus. This is really where the administrators can do all these kind of things. It does require a learning curve. Um, it comes with the product. Advanced analytics exists, but it's an add-on cost. It's not included. I, I wish it was. It's not included. Um, so it does exist. It's very nice. Um, you know, the analytics you get out of what I call the out of the box when you buy this system is going to be sufficient for the majority of people. But if you want sort of like a BI business intelligence capability, or you're someone that's like myself and you're like, God, I want more metrics. I want more data. Then you're going to go with the advanced analytics. Remember data tells the story of your learning and training. How many licenses you have if that's appearing on your dashboard? Who cares? Who really? Yeah, that could be somewhere else. Why is that on my learn on my admin dashboard? Anyway, here's something I really dig: Microsoft Team capabilities from the EdCast TXP are better than Microsoft Viva Learning. In fact, it's the best in the industry. Ed, EdCast MS cap. Uh, you can stay within Microsoft Teams, take all your core content course, do everything, and you never have to leave it. And then the data gets pushed behind the scenes. It's better than Microsoft's own product, which is Microsoft Viva Learning. Skills tied to job roles play heavier. It's going to continue. I love the skill bookmarklets. In your extensions bar is very impressive. That's, you know, those, you see those little extensions. You probably have it in your browser bar somewhere. Um, Chrome does it. Firefox does it. Edge does They all do it. Uh, not every vendor does it, um, obviously. Edcast does it. And I love the fact, it ties back into the content you have. But I, if you have the purchase, the content. Um, but I, I love the fact that it has these little blocks that appear at the top of whatever browser you're using. I just think that's great. I like that. Um, you can heavily customize the system far more than the greed. So you can heavily customize it far more. You can strip this thing down to the studs and rebuild it. <laughs> of course, it's an additional cost. They are, wait for it, certified in the customer support certification program. Again, backing heavy they have a native mobile app but they lack on off sync so that's a negative the manager area is relatively weak although many features are on the roadmap i saw this with their skills capabilities a lot on the roadmap for 22. multi-tenant capabilities out of the box are on the roadmap for 22. they have some they have multi-tenant capability but all the little capabilities within multi-tenant, they don't. I mean, I want to buy this system today for customer education. They do have, um, obviously, customers or clients that do that. I would, you know, For employees, it's a different story, but I want to buy this for customer ed, if that's what you're looking at. Um, while I like the UI and UX on the system, I believe it needs a refresh for 22. It's a very pricey, in my opinion, learning system. Remember that top five? Edcast is in there. Oh, by the way, Degreed is too. Um, they compete well against Degreed, Fuse, Docebo, Sum Total, Success Factors, 
a gloat, which is more of the, you know, I'm not going to get in what gloat is. Um, only because they say it's one thing, but it, it has learning as a component, you know, as a, as a piece of it. So um, they call it like a talent marketplace. Okay, whatever. So anyway, here's the greed. Their total TXP here. I mean, they call it upskilling platform. Okay, whatever. Um, they were the very first LXP on the market, but they no longer call themselves that. That should be an indicator, right, about the LXPs. Uh, they're another vendor that goes with some add-ons while there are a couple that are understandable. One isn't. Um, again, you can do the in-depth look at the uh, post on there. Look, nice UI UX on the learner side. Admin side is good too. Skill capabilities, they rank number three in the entire industry in 21 at 72%. Wow. They were the first vendor to have skill ratings with skill levels. Very first vendor to do that. Awesome. Analytics and metrics out of the bag are a mixed bag. Uh, are mixed, you know, a mixed bag. One screen is really slick with like a spider map. Uh, spider web, I guess, has all these kind of metrics. Then you look at another screen and it's showing like bar charts and stuff I saw in Excel in 99. Um, robust on the next-gen capabilities. They also offer that bookmarklet extension, which I think is great. Of the add-ons, there's two I really like. Um, I think they, it's opportunities. So if you're going to tie that, that's related to job opportunities within your company. And they identify, you know, a learner goes there and identifies, okay, these are your strengths. These are the areas, your weaknesses. Um, and of for this job, let's say this being a project manager, I'm going to use this in opportunities. You need these 15 skills. You have seven. Now, I like to see it more showing around the content, this kind of content you need. Uh, it's, it's mixed there. Here's the, what I think is the home run. But it's an add-on. Degreed intelligence. I think that's, a, a, you know, fantastic. And within there, you know, I look at these add-ons sometimes. And some of these, you know, when I look at these systems, even not the add-ons, it could be built in the system. And oftentimes I find, a, not all the time, uh, many a time, I find what I call the hidden gem. And, and what's interesting is in the most cases, the vendor doesn't even realize that they're focusing on over here. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is the hidden gem. This is the secret to the sauce. This is what you want. And a lot of system, a lot of vendors, they have no idea. They have, <laughs> they're, you know, they got, and they got this hidden gem where I'm like, this is the difference, the differentiator. Well, why am I talking about this? Degree to intelligence, it is advanced analytics. Um, definitely far better than what comes out of the system. It's an add-on cost. Comes with a bunch of different things in there. Again, you can read on the post. The, the hidden gem is called guidebooks. I mean, what's kind of interesting about degree to intelligence is that all the uh, data... You could take a screen capture right within the in degreed intelligence. You can drag and drop it right into guidebooks. Guidebooks, um, you know, if you have no background, and, and plenty of training and L&D people are, do not have background in executive summaries. I didn't, you know, when I did it, I had to read about it to learn how to do it, but I didn't have, a, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, guidebooks does that for you. 
It will give you some, you know, recommended text. You can obviously change that. You can drag and drop in um, the data. It's very easy to do that you can show all this, these things. And it has other capabilities, as recall, to reports. It's simple. It is impressive. Uh, fantastic. Now, degreed intelligence comes with another add-on. It comes with a bunch of them. Skills coach is an add-on. This makes absolutely no sense to me. All the other add-ons around metrics and analytics, even guidebooks, you know, it, it ties around to that. Skills coach? Eh, I don't think, yeah, there's some data there, obviously. This thing should, the skills coach, which is nice, not great. It's nice. That should be in the system. Not as an add-on. Makes no sense to me. And, yeah, by the way, I've told them. I was like, this, you know, this makes no sense. Um, and it's not fully digital coaching. What's it all about? Um, but it definitely doesn't fit into it. They need a refresh on that learner UI UX. They need that. Uh, for an upskilling platform, it was surprised they didn't have that video skills validation thing around coaching and scenarios, especially boot camps or sandbox. I'm not talking technical skills here. I'm talking general business skills. The recommended, remember that I say complete? The recommendation engine is based on complete. Um, and it impacts the algorithm. I hate that. And when Degreed came out, I saw the system when they first rolled it out many years ago. That was the motive operandi from the get-go. I even said it to them then. This doesn't make any sense. You're defeating web-based training. What's the point? And you don't actually have to complete it. You could just say, I didn't click the complete button. So one of the other things they're missing is while I like some of their skill capabilities, uh, they have this metric coming out in 22. They don't have it today. Is that it can be tied. You can see skills tied to content with your metrics. Uh, so you can see it's all nice integrate. So I can see, okay, it's not just skills or here's my top 10 content. It's combined. And now I can check out these things. Um, it's a very pricey system. That's not even including the add-ons. Uh, they compete well against Skooks, Sumtotal, Edcast, Cornerstone. Um, so, uh, six, did I mention six? Yeah, they compete well against them. Now, let's take a deep breath. The number one learning system for 2022 is Fuse. Uh, to find them on a search engine, you have to type in Fuse Universal. Anyway, the system is Fuse, F-U-S-E. Again, read the battle. Look, this is not a system for everyone. It has a different mode of operandi when it comes to the learner side. Everything is tied around these communities and groups. Um, you can create as many you want. So your, you know, your course catalog, your learning pass, your social, your all that stuff. You know, curation, everything is tied around each of these communities and groups. So there's plenty of people that are like, yeah, I can, this is great. I, I, you know, this is going to work for me. And then a few months down there, they're like, nah, the, you know, uh, this isn't working for me. And so they, yeah, I don't like this system. 
Um, so I want to be very transparent with that. Uh, it's completely different. And it's heavy on employee, but they do play in the customer ed se segment. So they're doing more things with that. So, you know, that, to me, though, I think, and this is one of the things I love about Fuse, it's truly a human-centric focused learning system. Now, what does that mean? It's all around, it's all about people. Um, and it's even within their search capability. It's them think they've got this capability coming in 22 that you would type in like, what is an accountant? How do I become an accountant? For example, I'm using this example. These are things people type in search engines. And when you do it in the few system coming in 22, it's going to bring out content, not just fee-based, but also free that is pulling off the internet. I love that. Today, you can just type in, you know, a bunch of words, uh, mold, smell, refrigerator, and it still pulls up content. So I like that as well. You know, I find that many systems pitch the learner-centric, but then you look at it and it looks like I'm at a museum or a lab. Why would a learner think that's great? I, I never understood that. I mean, it's great if I'm at the British Library or at the British Museum, Guggenheim, the Louvre, but as a learning system, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, they have a lot of things on their roadmap for 22. Track record has been excellent. Here's the big things. Number two learning system for next gen in 2021. Number one learning system, 5,000 to 10,000 end users enterprise. Learner UI UX is overall nice. It needs a refresh, which is on their map in 22. Analytics and metrics that come with the system are the best in the industry. The best provides key indicators you'll need for your learning and training. Data that matters from engagement to consumption. You're into KPIs, has got it. It's basically like a BI. It's really a BI tool, if you think about it that's built into the system. It comes with a system. You don't pay extra for it. It's extensively robust. And by the way, they're coming up, they're going even further. Yeah, that's on their map, an additional advanced analytics. Content curation is outstanding. It again, scrolls the net, pulls down free content that's relevant to your search. Talked a little bit about that. 66% for skills and capability, way above the mark for the industry's whole. They've got other things coming up. System has LXP functionality with strong LMS capabilities. They don't call themselves that. That's fine. I call them a learning suite because it comes with like, you know, everything. They are certified customer support from the Craig Weiss group. What's the weaknesses? Oh, by the way, degreed isn't. I've had people ask me and they're saying, um, is Degreed in the certified customer support? Have they certified? The answer is no, they've not. Um, Dochebo hasn't. There's, you know, there, a lot of the industry hasn't. Some total hasn't. But specifically, people have asked me about Degreed. And uh, and they're not. And so, you know, you need to talk to them why that isn't. That's their prerogative. The weakness, look, e-commerce, uh, Fuse is eyeing the customer ed segment. They need definitely more e-commerce. They have some stuff. They need to go further, but they have multi-tenant. And e-commerce, Stronger is coming on 22. UI UX is on their roadmap. 
biggest minus to me is they only support SCORM 1.2. So if your content's not that, you know, you're going to have to change it or whatever. They need to add at least X API. Um, some people refer to this as Tin Can, but that's actually trademarked by a vendor. So why would you want to include that name? Uh, it's The term is X API, which is not the same thing as API. So MS team capabilities are lacking. It's on the roadmap for 22. Everything's included. Uh, it's a combo. They compete well against uh, Degreed, Edcast, TF Speed, Docebo, you know, everybody in the, in the market. Again, it's not going to be a fit for everybody. If you're looking at this and you're comparing it to, you know, um, Thrive or you're comparing it to Access LMS or you're comparing it to SumTotal or you're comparing it to Valimus or you're comparing it to LearnUpon or you compare whoever, whoever, whomever, I guess the appropriate. Um, UI is, is different. Their mode of operandi is different. The way that they go with learner engagement is different. So, you know, keep that in mind. And that's, again, why I think some people jump in and then six months down the road or whatever, they're like, man, I don't like this. I don't like this approach. So you need to really decide, is this something I want as an approach or not? Um, and that's, I admit, the first time I saw it, <laughs> I was like, I don't like this approach. Man, this is, you know, I understand it, but, you know, why? I don't like this approach. It, it grew on me. As the system got better each and every year. And last two years, it's been, it's, it's gone out of nowhere, boom, into number one. And that's because uh, once I really, once I saw the whole human-centric approach, that mentality, that mode of operandi around learning and training, I bought into it, and I love it. But again, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. One thing to remember, the 2022 Top 10 Learning Systems Report is available now. Um, you can find it on my blog. Uh, it goes much more in-depth than what's on the blog. It has information that I did not discuss. Um, and it's a great deal. You know, $200. That's it. Each vendor is between four and five pages a piece. You get Craig's takeaways, which is not on the blog. Much, you know, much more deeper. A complete, you know, synopsis analysis, right to the point information. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker about the report. One, I'm not taking a dime from this. 100% of the proceeds goes to three animal shelters. 100% of the proceeds. So you're doing good here. If you love animals, if you care about animals, by the report, 100% of the proceeds goes to them. One, a senior dog's animal shelter. One, another dog animal shelter. One, Actually, I take it back. One is senior dogs. One is a wildlife center that um, when an animal is injured, whatever kind of animal, they, they take care of it. They have a vet staff. Take care of it. You know, if it's really injured and, you know, can't go back into the wild, it stays there. The third 
Um, it's called Ironwood Pig Sanctuary. You can sponsor a pig. I, I do. His name is Bebop. They send you a photo. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, they're pot bellies that people left or, you know, mistreated and they stay there. So you're giving to a great cause and it's only $200, $200 for some people. That's like two meals. Um, I understand currently economic, but you get much more deep and and think about it. You're going to buy a system that's 30,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollars. And for $200, you're going to get all this information to give your due diligence. $200, $100,000. Wouldn't you want to do that beforehand? Uh, you know, I would. Anyway, that's the top 10 learning systems for 2022. The report is available on my blog, elearninfo247.com. That's elearninfo247.com. I'm Craig Weiss. This is the Amazing E-Learning Roadshow.